Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. On vacation. He'll be back on Wednesday. There's Scott Robbins. Yo, man. Looking forward to celebrating the 4th of July tomorrow. Yeah. Well, what's wrong? Are you bummed because we're working today? No, no, not at all. I, I, I didn't know if we were working or not today until I asked you. Yeah. And you're like scheduler of events for this show, and you said, no, no, we're working. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I tell you, but you don't write it down. It's okay. It's no problem. Yeah, it's right up here in my noodle. Yeah, you know, of course it is. That's why I asked 16 times, yeah. I know you were watching a lot of the Sunday morning talking head shows over the weekend. I normally do, yeah. Just to sort of get a vibe on what was the reaction to some of the Supreme Court rulings later last week. Well, about typical of what you would expect. It very much was. Yeah. Um, as an example, so they bring on Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez <laughs> on CNN uh-huh. with Dana Bash to talk about, well, how about affirmative action in colleges and what Clarence Thomas, the justice, said about Justice Jackson and her dissent, and we'll pick it up. Here is part of what Justice Thomas wrote. He said, quote, Justice Jackson uses her broad observations about statistical relationships between race and select measures of health, wealth, and well-being to label all blacks as victims. Her desire to do so is unfathomable to me. It is an insult to individual achievement and cancerous to young minds seeking to push through barriers. Their race is not to blame for everything, good or bad, that happens in their lives. What is your response to that? By the way, and what a statement from Clarence Thomas. Again. Yeah. And I'm glad he said that. So this is poisonous to tell a young person just because of the color of your skin, you're not going to be able to make it. Right. You're a victim, everything else. AOC, what do you say? I mean, what Justice Clarence Thomas wrote there, I believe, is profoundly disrespectful. Um, to to I, I just think it was profoundly disrespectful to his colleague. It includes sweeping uh, assumptions about her worldview. Whereas when you look at what, um, all right, let's pause there for a second. You're already rolling your eyes, Scott. I know they just find this lint head and drag her up there. She's going to say <laughs> dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> and the Dana Bash is going to nod her head. It's they set it up on a team nobody for her. No, by the way, there's nobody on the planet sitting in Congress right now with more privilege than her. Yes, she's Sandy Cortez. She came from, from the money, suburbs, lots of money, went to the finest schools, mm-hmm. and you're going to lecture me on somehow. You're going to lecture me on my privilege. Well, not Shut only that, but a black man in his opinion. Yes. On what Ketanji Brown Jackson said. But again, they set this on a tee for her oh. to knock it out of the park. She seems to flounder just a bit. Her worldview, whereas when you look at what. Um what the response was from Justice Katanji Brown. We saw that her dissent was grounded in fact. It was what? grounded in the facts of the case. It did mm-hmm. not disparage Clarence Thomas's overall worldview, but as a matter of fact, a, a, a nuanced critique of his analysis of the facts of the case. But for him to come out and insinuate that her opinion is due to yeah. some sort of... yeah. 
inferior or less than, uh, yeah. you know, less than, than yeah. really thought out uh, of a stance, I think it's profoundly insulting. And, um, you mean less than thought out of a take, which you just gave us an example of? You're trying to come up with bigger words, and you just got to thought out because that was, you were running out of time. It was rough for her. And I think that he really demonstrated his character, uh, frankly, and and his worldview in that critique himself. (laughs) She's something. (laughs) Man. A lot of times when you see conservatives and liberals, and I'm sorry to say this just broadly, one is fact-based and one's based on feelings. It happens over and over again. She got part of that backwards. And that was the whole thing with race-based admissions to colleges. I mean, I, I noticed that in some of these interviews that I happen to see, there was no pushback toward, well, what about Asian Americans? You know, why should they not be given the opportunity when they work their butts off for the opportunity? Right. I, I don't hear that. It's really interesting. Meanwhile, uh, they brought on Chris Christie on CNN. Why you roll your eyes there, well, Scott? Well, there's another guy. Okay. I hate Donald Trump. That's his stance. That's, that's what he's running on. Yeah, I, I was just curious that because he used to be your boy years ago. Oh, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He when was he your was, guy. Yeah. Until Bridgegate. And then he said, he's going to survive this. He's going to be the president. It didn't work out. Not that I need to bring up every one of your bad takes Look, man, at the time. I, I'm just telling you, whoever I endorse, and I try not to because <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think, right? Is going to lose every single one hundred percent of the time. I've been wrong several times. Too, well, I've been wrong it. every time. Oh, not every time. Well, pretty well, much every time. When it comes yeah. to politics, yes. Mitt's my guy. I remember that. Oh from my God, uh, yeah. I'm okay. embarrassed by that one. Yeah. That one's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to do this show today. We're me to just call you out on bad <laughs> days. Need deep therapy on that one. Wow. Okay. Anyway, um, Chris Christie was asked about Justice Sotomayor. Okay, and what she had to say about one of the decisions last week. And I want to know if you like what Chris Christie had to say here. We'll just pick it up with Dana Bash. That you have no concern that this uh, decision can be used in a more expansive way because the notion of expression and creativity is, is very subjective. This is the one about religious, religious freedom. freedom. And the, and the, the web designer. The web designer who wasn't going to design websites for couples same-sex couples correct yes okay well i think and some people misunderstood it it was it it has nothing to do whether or not you're gay as far as your own business anything else it's a wedding a gay wedding yes yes was the deal and this was chris christie look what what sonia sotomayor the justice sotomayor was saying in her opinion was that they could that this decision could be used to deny people of uh lgbtq uh background on the ability to access this business that's simply not true they can access this business. They just can't force the owner to do something that is against her personal religious beliefs. And so if they want to come in and they want a web design for their business, they want a web design for a charity, they want a web design um, for anything else that they're doing, they could certainly do that. And she knows that's true, but she's trying to inflame people um, with this decision. And it is a very narrow decision. And no, I'm not concerned that it wouldn't, because I'll tell you what would happen. If someone tried to do that, um, people in that particular state would be into court immediately if they were trying to do go beyond this this decision. Yes, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
He pretty much took that apart. No, I, they're, I'm telling you, the guy has his moments of brilliance. I mean, he does. Yeah, I wouldn't vote for him. For I wouldn't president. vote for him, but I mean, he's. But there are moments where he's very sound, and and thoughtful on his answers. Yes, often, and pointing out where Sotomayor is trying to mislead people with the decision, and they're just trying to stir the pot, which they know they're doing. Very frustrating. Yeah, and one of the other decisions was the whole student loan decision. <laughs> yeah. From the Supreme Court. I noticed all the memes this weekend on social media. Mark's safe from paying someone else's student loan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what Joe Biden had to say about it right afterwards. It was so frustrating oh. in so many ways. We'll get to that coming up in the next oh, 10 minutes or so. One of the things you brought up when I walked in this morning, Scott, was, hey, how about Hunter Biden filming himself smoking crack and driving 172 mile an hour? In what Vegas? is it with this narcissist jackass that every move he makes has to be filmed? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Where did you see this? It was uh, New York Post ran the story first, mm-hmm. and then a lot of websites picked it up, Twitchy, Red State, some of the other ones uh, that are out there, conservative websites. But he made a video of himself breaking two laws again. But this was in 2018. Yeah. Okay. First crime, smoking crack. The second would be excessive speeding. And this wow. guy's so dumb. Dumb enough to provide receipts of your crime. And, of course, you video it. Wow. Because you're the narcissist. You're, that's the narcissist you are. Yeah, and there's more to that case with Hunter Biden that we will get to coming up a little bit I mean, it's good later. to see everything's fair and balanced in nepotism land, that's for sure. <laughs> Golly. And, again, and I know different people will say, hey, listen, this whole thing with the Bidens. Okay, it's not about nailing Hunter Biden for anything he's done in the past. It's that it shows the family corruption scheme. Yeah. That they were using foreign governments to enrich themselves. Of course. And then that affects your decision-making, well, maybe as president. Well, you think they're giving them that money because they like them? They're giving it to curry favor. Of course they are. And if you don't curry favor, the money runs out. Yes. So, yeah, they're buying something in exchange for. Yes, of course. That's the way it works. Um, you know, you said you were in a bit of a festive mood, getting ready for the big 4th of July yeah, celebration. 4th of July celebration tomorrow, sure. Um, I thought maybe this would give you a little laugh because you get frustrated with some of the political stories that are I out do. there, news stories. That's true. Have you heard of this guy called There I Ruined It <laughs> that takes a song and can use AI in some sort of way? Oh, no, I haven't heard this, no. Um, I like the title, though. There I ruined it. Well, we can give other examples later on, but he uh, has turned Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back uh, into an Elvis song. I through, don't know. through AI. Through AI. Okay, all right. Are you game? You ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Oh, I like big butts and I cannot lie. You are the brothers I can't deny. That when a girl walks in with an itty bitty ain't stand around in your face. Okay. <laughs> Much to get to. Um, yeah, we'll get to Biden's whole take on the student loan scheme and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. 
I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Of course, looking forward to the 4th of July tomorrow. Going over some of the uh, news from the weekend. Of course, reaction to the Supreme Court decisions on Thursday and Friday. One mm-hmm. including student loan relief. Well, Supreme Court found it unconstitutional. Can't make you pay somebody else's bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's simplifying it, but that's basically it. Do you think it kills my chance on the initiative I wanted to start about car loan relief? I think that just kills it in its tracks already. But I think so, yes. I just want to stop, go ahead and stop the program before it even gets going then. That was you my could, next you one. could basically go out there and say, this is what we want to do, yeah. and we think we can do it. Mm-hmm. And then promise people this is going to happen. Gonna happen. We're going to get you. people to sign up for it. And the car dealers would love me because they'd be selling a lot of cars and they'd get their money. And then yeah. all of a sudden, mm-hmm. when they found out, yeah, no, we can't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you could say uh, you were about to get the money, and these bad Republicans stood in your way. That's what I would do, and and, and maybe I'll lower it a little bit in cable TV relief. There you go. Yeah, free HBO for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Biden talking about it. The website had been set up. The applications had been simplified, so that it took less than five minutes to complete. So notice had been sent out people about the relief they were eligible for 16 million people yeah 16 million people had already been approved the money was literally about to go out the door Uh oh and then republican elected officials and special interests stepped in they said no no literally snatching from the hands of millions of americans thousands of dollars in student debt relief snatching it away stealing from yes inflicting pain upon you Oh, my goodness, man. That's the thing. You tell people that are already feeling entitled, you deserve this. Yeah. No, they don't. That was about to change their lives. You know, these Republican officials just couldn't bear the thought of providing relief for working class, middle class Americans. (laughs) You love that one, don't you? Yes. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It's not the graduate students. No. They're like, you know, brunch is a little expensive right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd like some student loan relief. No, no, no. No, it's always hard-working families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we got to have. Republican state officials sued my administration. Oh, yeah. Attempting to block relief, including millions of their own constituents. Yeah. Republicans in Congress voted to overturn the plan. I think every one. I don't think I had any Republican votes for this plan. Yes. No. It's not anyone else's responsibility mm-hmm. to pay off somebody else's loan. At the same time, think about this. We all supported the Paycheck Protection Program. Remember PPP? You know, which was designed to help business owners who lost money because of the pandemic. You all right, Scott? You shut him down. <laughs> you did that. You did that. I'll be honest. Of course. You know, they took uh, even the money. when Trump was president, they, they said, you're going to have to close your business. Yes. You have to close your business. Yes. Okay, you don't have a choice. The government came in and chained your yes. doors shut. No one made anyone yes. take out thousands of dollars no. in student loans. It's so frustrating when he goes down that road. Golly, that's a bad example, a horrible it example. Is. Yes. Well, they have no argument. So everybody took the PPE and they, they laughed and blew the money and did whatever they wanted. They kept their businesses open. Was the, Of course, there was a whole lot of problems with yes. that. Oh, sure. I mean, a whole lot of people scammed the system. Of course they did. little oversight. If any at all. Yeah, it was just apply for it, get the money. So 
Yeah, what a jackass. Biden at the end, All right. as he's wrapping up, and then listen, right as he wraps up, the question comes. We'll use every tool at our disposal to get you the student debt relief you need and reach your dreams. It's good for the economy. It's good for the country. It's going to be good for you. Republicans want your dreams to die. Anyway, go ahead. Thank you very, very much for listening. We're going to get this done, God willing. Thank you. Mr. President, why did you give millions of borrowers false hope? You dated, doubted your own authority here in the past. I didn't give any false hope. The question was whether or not I would do even more than was requested. What I did I thought was appropriate and was able to be done and would get done. I didn't give borrowers false hope, but the Republicans snatched away the hope that it was, they were given, and it's real, real hope. Thank you. <laughs> Except Nancy Thank Pelosi you. said he can't do that. Right. Which was part of the decision. Amongst many others who said the same thing. He knew it, he couldn't do it. Of course. It was a political issue from the get-go. He threw it out there. Hey, we're going to pay off your student loan. Vote for me. Okay. Yes. Well, Elizabeth Warren at the time said this will help him win in the fall. Well, yeah. Oh, goodness, man. So, yeah. That's out there. That congressional um, approval is just a sticky wicket, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Golly. I don't know if you saw this that had gone viral. It was a disgruntled DoorDash driver mocking this woman for only tipping him five bucks. Oh, my. Because in his opinion, she lives in a pretty nice neighborhood. Hey, I just rolled the audio of this at the end of the exchange. Let's see what you think, Scott. Hi. Hello. There you go. Thank you. Um, I just want to say it's a nice house for a five dollar tip. You're welcome. You. Well, <laughs> bleep you, five dollar tip. Still haven't found out yet exactly how much the bill was. Well, it doesn't sound like it's a whole lot. She stood there at the door and took the order. It's not like it was like make one thing trips. after another yeah, after no. another. Yeah, that's a tough way to get tips yeah, in the future, man. You yeah. better watch out for that sort of thing. It's kind of crazy. All right. Much more to get to, including the Biden family business. Straight ahead. Oh, all right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. Dave Van Camp is off back on Wednesday. There's Scott Robbins. Look forward to the fourth. And we're talking about the Biden family. Seems like quite a corruption scheme. It's yeah. been going on for a whole long time. It'd be a fun barbecue to go to with all of them. What just you talking about? Oh, Hunter and all his antics, scamming and scheming. Yeah, that, good times. Well, you talked earlier about him filming himself smoking crack behind the wheel of a car, going 107 miles an hour. 172. As someone that what has sped before, you know, if you're going 172 and then someone mistakes it and says 107, that's deeply offensive. Okay. Thank you, owe Hunter, an apology. I didn't know you could even get a car that drives on the road that goes 172. Are you serious? I mean, I'm driving the wrong kind of car. What was it, a Maserati or something, or what was it? What was he driving? Plenty of cars that can go over 170. But I don't. That's a separate conversation. I mean, for I've had fast day. cars, but not that fast. Yeah. Well, they weren't that fast. You just thought they were. Seemed fast to me. I know they did. Okay, so that was in Vegas, and this has come out. This happened in 2018. There was another piece in the New York Post, and, I mean, it's deep in the weeds. Uh, the piece is called Blowing the Lid Off the Cover-Up of Hunter Biden's Cushy Plea Deal. 
And that gets into Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss. And because we know someone's lying, Merrick Garland or David Weiss Mm -hmm. or both. Yeah. But the House Republicans are not going to let up on this because they know where it leads. And they have the receipts. And I mean, this is China. It's Ukraine. It's Romania. It's all these countries, all this money. They're talking 30 to 40 million dollars that were coming into the Bidens. Mm-hmm. And as we were talking about the other day, and they also have five or six decisions that have been made that didn't make any sense whatsoever as far as us as a country. Right. That, oh, well, maybe maybe everything was greased ahead of time with mm-hmm. Joe, and that's why this decision was made. So this story isn't going to go anywhere. And, you know, so you're thinking about the 4th of July and, you know, all the great things about our country. Um, you, you know, even if it was another Democrat elected, okay, which I don't think we could take because of the woke politics that we're looking at right now. But those people got to be out. It's a really bad situation. We're compromised if all of this is true. And I think it is. We have to have some changes in 04. This guy can't win again. But then again, we have bets on whether or not he's even going to make it to the election. This Might be Gavin Newsom by then. Point of contention, he meant 2-4, <laughs> not 0-4. Oh, did I say 0-4? You said 0-4, and that's all right. I didn't mean to correct you. I oh, no, no, no. I'm glad you did. Somebody to go, wait, wait a minute. Oh, no. I mean, 0-4. Holy smokes, oh, man. Jeez. That'd be John Kerry. Can you imagine if he's president in 24? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that guy. Whew. You talk about a pariah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what an, another fraud. Dude. Oh, golly. And there was another story over the weekend that talked about, you know, we're not going to keep track of private planes and miles and, right. and all the effects of the environment. Not, but these people need to go to all these things around the world to save the planet when we're talking about green energy. Right. Just a load of nonsense. Well, hang on, hang on. Before we leave John Kerry, I just want to say, hey, John, why the long face? You have to. Okay, now we can move on. That's a rule. I, I think to. you get fined if you don't say Every it. single time. Absolutely. <laughs> um, speaking of 24, the campaign, uh, Trump was in South Carolina. I don't know if you happen to see him. Oh, my gosh. What? This could really be the soundbite of the weekend, though. Which part? Lindsey Graham. You know, Lindsey Graham, he wow. grew up like 15 miles from where this was happening. Yeah. Hometown boy. Yeah. You'd think that the adoration would be loud. Uh, well, something was loud. Yeah. Oh, man. With Lindsey Graham. Yep. Um, as they brought him up to speak at this rally. Um, yeah, this is bad. It did not go well for him at all. And I was surprised because it didn't, it didn't let up. No, it didn't. It kept going. We can't roll the whole thing, but to give you an idea, this is what it sounds like. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome United States Senator Lindsey Graham. (laughs) Again, that's in his home state. Yeah, his hometown. Why do you think they're booing him like that? Well, they hate him. Why? Because he's a squish. <laughs> That's why. Do you have the feeling guys like him have sold out the country? Well, sure. Yeah. Many times over. Yeah. And he's like, thank you. 
Thank you. Welcome to Pickens. All right, tell me when to stop playing this, man. No, I mean, it's it, really interesting. It's embarrassing as hell for him because I don't think he thought this was coming either. You know what we need to do right now? He already said thanks once, right? Yeah. All right, we need a thank you count. I'll do it. Oh, okay. There's one. There's okay. one. Okay. okay, roll it. Thank y'all for coming. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank y'all. <laughs> thanks for the booze. Thank you all for coming. Six, six. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a bunch. Wow. Well, well, you want to find something in common? What? <laughs> what do you do at that point? They hate you. <laughs> they hate you. Drop off the tour immediately. That's what different people that were there said. Listen, we're all about Trump, okay? Uh, Don, you got to get Lindsey off the campaign trail. Yeah, you don't want him out there. No, you really don't. All right, thank y'all. That's eleven. Thank you all very much. Twelve. Twelve. Welcome to Pickens County. You said that. A little bit about this county. Just calm down for a second. Uh oh. I think you'll like this. I was told one time, someone's angry. Yeah, don't say that. One of the last things yeah. you want to say is calm down. If you want to ratchet it up another notch, then go ahead. Hey, calm down. Oh, yeah. Ha. Okay. Hey. Pickens County has more Medal of Honor winners per capita than any place in the nation. And he's not. I was born in this county. <laughs> I live 15 miles down the road. And there he goes and on from there. 12 Jeez. thank yous, a whole lot of booze. Man. I mean, not the usual Lindsey Graham booze meaning alcohol. I mean, like people booing boo, that sort of booze. I mean, you've seen some opening acts get booed off the stage before, before the headliner. Wow. But no, yeah. That's, that's mass hatred right there. That's white hot hatred. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Man. How does he keep getting elected? I, and I, I'll, I mean, I'll give this. I, what are you going to do, though? You got to stand there and take the beating, don't you? You do. I mean, you can't just run off the stage. I think so. Yeah. But man, I would have passed. I would have just gotten to Trump almost immediately. Like, yeah, yeah, I understand. Listen, I don't I want you to wait any longer. Let's okay. bring him up here. The next president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump. Boom, let it go. Right. I want to tell you the reason I'm here today. Yeah, don't start with I'm from Pickens and 15 miles down the road and I'm just one of the good old boys and that kind of nonsense. They hate you. Yeah, can you imagine all the people that are booing? Boo! All this. You know, I'm from here just down the road. All of a sudden, oh, you are? Okay. Yay! Yay! I forgot about that. Yeah. No, it's not going to work at that time. Golly. Not at all. No. All right. Oh, that time of the show. Got to switch gears. Yeah. Of course, going to you first, Scott. It may be a story that is not the biggest of the day, but it got your attention today. What's your story? Well, Joe Biden said he wants to crack down on privilege in education, which is interesting because now we are learning in 2018, the smartest man in the world, Hunter, tapped his dad in a number of the Biden family connections to help get his daughter into the University of Pennsylvania. Oh. Text messages and emails from Hunter Biden's laptop, reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon, by the way, show that Joe and Hunter worked behind the scenes to get a subpar family member into the one, one of the most selective schools in the country. Maisie Biden's college admissions process could raise a number of uncomfortable questions for the president. So... Wow. He used his connections to get his granddaughter, who academically was never going to get in, 
somehow magically get into the school. Not no privilege there, though, right, Joe? <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> Golly. Something, isn't it? Yep, sure is. Wow. Uh, for my story today, I saw this, and you can check it out for yourself. It's a major study into the impact of the pandemic, COVID-19, mm-hmm. on Amish communities. Because in the Amish communities, you know what they said? Not doing any vaccine. We're not doing any shutdown. We're not doing that. Right. So what did they find? That COVID death rates among the traditionalist groups of citizens are 90 times lower than the rest of America. Isn't that something? I read that, too. Wow. It is, man. It's like jaw-dropping. I would love to see how that compares to other communicable diseases, whether there's always just a low level of influenza or whooping cough or anything. Within that community, whether it's just this specifically. In the story, it talks about the main difference is that Amish communities completely ignored the guidelines from the CDC. Well, yes. They didn't get vaccinated or wear masks. They did not engage in lockdown, social distancing, or any type of restrictions. But they didn't avoid catching COVID either. Roughly 90% of the Amish have been infected okay. with COVID. Okay, all right, that's what I was that wondering. They know. All right. Okay. So, study was conducted by the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation and specifically focused on Amish people in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. That's the world's singest, uh, single largest community of Amish people, mm-hmm. like 45,000. That is astonishing. And so, Steve Kirsch, the founder of this group, the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation uh, explained why they died at a much lower rate than the rest of the country. First des- described talking with the family, the lone Amish man in Lancaster County who allegedly died from COVID. Um, they found out they actually didn't know if he passed from the virus because the claim was made by the hospital where the man died. Said maybe he died from the COVID hospital protocols. Yeah. He said he heard that five Amish people had died from COVID, but he was unable to find any information on them and couldn't confirm their identities or the deaths. He said he did the calculation based on the assumption that he was able to confirm the identity of five. Again, the Amish died at 90 times lower rate from COVID than the rest of America. Hmm. That is crazy. You know, you wonder if they just because they shy away from that sort of thing anyway. Whether they just have better immune systems because of it. Yeah, you just build it up just, over time. It's just built up naturally over time, yeah. Yeah. Or a healthier lifestyle to begin with. I mean, no smoking, drinking, or anything like that. So. Yeah. And, I mean, I wouldn't say that you never see someone that's Amish that is somewhat overweight, but you're working. All the time. I mean, that's not one of those things where you just get to sit around all day. And you are active. There's no doubt about the that. The influences from the outside world tend not to penetrate your community. I mean, I don't know. There's probably all kinds of psychological factors that go into it, too. But that is a remarkable study. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to see that in too many places. No. It's very interesting. Okay. Much more to get to. Oh, it looks like uh, the United States and China are going to start talking again. Do you know who we sent to go talk with China? No. You're going to love the answer. That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp is off. There's Scott Robbins. All right. Festive mood, 4th of July tomorrow. 
a lot of pride. You got in your the red, white, and blue shirt on today too, by the way. Yeah. Wow, that's nice. Thanks. Appreciate that. Very patriotic. I mean, I could re- I could overdo it as my kids would say. I could put my hat on too. If you oh, want. you got the Toby Keith boot in your ass shirt on, or hat. I think that's misleading. It's not a cowboy hat. It's a it's US, a nice hat though. I like it's a it. USA Ryder. The whole Cup thing hat. works for you though. Thank you. You're mocking. No, I know. I'm very nice. It's oh, a good look for you. It is. Up yours. The red on the color of your skin. Nice. Okay. You done now? Yeah. How okay. about the socks? Are they red, white, and blue too? They're white. Okay. Shoes are white. Okay. Maybe it's that part of my OCD. It has to be a little matchy. All right. Well, okay. Leave me alone. As long as the next day's red. Okay. All right. Well, you know, we've got a rivalry with China. I mean, that's to put it mildly. I've heard about that. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to start talking again. You know who we're sending over? Who's going to get there Thursday? Me. Oh, no. Who do you think it is? Somebody embarrassing. Well, who would you think? Tony Blinken. No. No, it's somebody else. I'll just play a clip, one of my favorite clips of this person. Um, look, I, I think I was wrong then oh, about um, the path that inflation we- um, would take and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. But we recognize that now. The Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, who I'm sure China's thrilled about. She Why do doesn't we quite understand that inflation was going to get worse because of the bottlenecks. Would you consider her part of the A-team, though? I don't know what is the A-team in the I, I Biden administration. I, I, Who is on it? Well, I was thinking Secretary of State or something like that. But Well, we're talking about, They're talking about finance, know, the though, economy. Correct? Yeah. You know, and saying, you know, uh, managing the deepening rivalry will be a central task for Janet Yellen in Beijing this week, well, Thursday through Sunday. I'll tell you that with that forceful negotiator on our side, we Ooh. can't lose, can we? She said, I think a huge risk to the global economy and security would be a real collapse of relations between the United States and China. We need to stabilize our relationships. We need channels of communication. As it's been pointed out several times since Biden took over, we've sort of become China's female dog. Yeah. What, tough negotiator Janet Yellen's going to go over there? I just don't. What is she going to talk to him about? Um, Do you guys think that maybe you could do away with the fossil fuels? Uh, They're going to say no. Next. Remember that nonsense from her? Our plan, powered by the Inflation Reduction Act, represents the largest investment in fighting climate change in our country's history. Uh Uh-huh. And it will put us well on our way toward a future where we depend on the wind, the sun, and other clean sources of energy. Okay, yeah. That's the Treasury Secretary. Okay. Let me just get the feeling like we're just so screwed. Because if we could just cure it here, then the air we breathe would be fine. It doesn't matter what China does as far as pollution. Yeah. It's never made any sense. No, because it doesn't travel through the air. Wildfires. (laughs) (laughs) Golly. (laughs) As long as they have the wildfires in Canada, it won't affect us any. Me at all, no. Yeah, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, it's going to get to a stat about the 4th of July. Yeah. What did you just get ticked off about, oh, Gavin Newsom? Such an idiot. Governor of California? Guy. Yeah, so the governor, Gavin Newsom, sticks it to the right. How? By freely purchasing banned books at a store. What? You know, Florida bans some books for school children. Uh, you know, K through what? Three? Third grade, was it? They're not banned. They're just not going to have them banned, at this school. Idiot. Well, go buy Lawn Boy, you jerk. So what? <laughs> Proving what? That's not how any of this works. It never doesn't work that way. But he will have media along to of follow course. him and say, see, he's fighting against this. Ron DeSantis said, look, these books, not appropriate for children K through three. I think it was K through three, third grade, right? At first, yes. I think, yeah. And, of course, it big book banning. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so what's Newsom do? Stunt boy goes in and buys all the books that are banned. <laughs> Republicans are banning books, and I'm buying them. Look at me. Well, no, you dope. It was K through three, but go ahead, be stupid. Who care? Whatever. It's been expanded in a lot of places. Does it really need to be taught at all in school? And when no. you look at the polling, people are like, no, no, it, of course not. But the outrage continues. This guy, people with no substance, pull crap like this. Absolutely, it's all just a show. It's a game. Well, when you look at the polling on affirmative action and the Supreme Court decision, Americans back that. The majority, yeah. like, no. You shouldn't be basing college admissions on color of skin. I mean, right. it's America. Got to earn your way. And if everybody wants equality, then we get equality. That's. Do you yeah. know what NPR had to say about this? No, Did you but see? it's a bad take, I'm sure. But go ahead. Whites fooled Asians into believing affirmative action hurt them. They didn't fool anybody. It did. <laughs> what's wrong? Again, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I saw that piece at uh, Hot Air from David Strom. I was just laughing. How are they fooling them? Uh, well, stats are stats. I understand, but that's what NPR is saying, that they've been fooled into believing white men that affirmative action disadvantaged Asians. Well, when you look at the stats of Harvard in that case, yes, it wasn't fair. It's unbelievable. Because you would look at the test scores and you would look at grade point average and everything else that goes into a decision whether or not someone would be admitted to a school. And it was like, what, 25% of Asian Americans that qualified to go couldn't go because there were too many of them already there. Yeah. Even Which though is why they were... the lawsuit. Yeah. Okay. But that's part of what NPR is saying. That, you know, whites kind of got Asian Americans to play along with this and made them believe that affirmative action hurt them. Well, it did. Those are the stats. I mean, it's just the facts. No, I mean, it's statistical, statistically fact. Yes. And then when you get into what you were just talking about with the books yeah. and the banning of books and, oh, you know, most right. people are what, fine with trans ideology being taught in school? Well, that's nonsense. But it's progressive bigotry, and it's at an all-time high right now. This is a funny story, man. So you've noticed over the last, not just weeks, it's going on months now, you've had Muslim parents out, and they're protesting school boards saying, we want this garbage out of the public school. We don't want this taught. It goes against our religion. And then you had Jen Psaki, 
former White House press secretary, now doing her own show on MSNBC, talking about, you know, the GOP is actually recruiting Muslims to do this. What? Are you kidding me? No, parents care about what's taught to their kids. They see what's happening. It used to be people didn't know. Mm -hmm. But then after COVID, parents started paying more attention because actually school was happening in their homes, online, on kids' laptops. Like, that's being taught? Are you kidding me? And that's why we are where we are. But listen to Jen Psaki talk about that. This time with Muslim Americans and trans people. Hear me out here. The GOP is trying to recruit Muslim Americans, a community that makes up less than 2% of the U.S. population, against another tiny marginalized group of Americans, transgender people. It's important to remember that back in 2011, during the Republican primary, the right wing had designated Muslim Americans as public enemy number one. No, that was your narrative (laughs) from the left. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oftentimes. And often we've also taken the word marginalized, and it's so misused. How what does that mean right now? marginalized when it consumes 95% of the, of the print media, on the on-air media, the acceptance yeah. level is at an all-time high in terms of you must accept this. What is the, where's the awareness? So, yeah, marginalized Marginalized communities communities would be, you know, communities that don't get any say-so, that no one pays attention to, that get kicked to the curb. Yeah, so if I were to ask you, say we're just, we're off-air, Scott. Yeah. And I say to you, okay, a marginalized community, can that be determined by race or is that income? I mean, what is it? I think at one point in time, you, I mean, you certainly could point to, point to income as being marginalized. The less money you have, the... The, the, the more silent your voices are because the government doesn't care about you. But as, yeah, as far as today goes, what yeah. would you consider oh, I would think, to be I would think be marginalized, marginalized would be more income-based than who you prefer to sleep with or what you prefer your gender is. Well. That's what I would say. Because, I mean, you know, marginal- Or skin color. Right. Or skin color. Anything like that. It, it, marginalized. You can be marginalized because you don't have a big voice because you don't have the power to have a big voice. You get marginalized. Yeah, that's certainly not... Trans ideology. No, it's not trans ideology. Yeah, it kind of comes down to, and usually they'll use that with, quote, people of color. Particularly well, when doesn't you, that all depend? When you if your family's with, together and your dad makes 500 grand right. a year, are you marginalized? When you associate that with the amount of, of coverage it gets, the, the, the small amount of people versus where it all is in yeah. terms of in our, in our brains and, and in, our, in front of us all the time. That's, I mean, marginalized to me is, is abject poverty. That's marginalized to me. Yeah. And, I mean, even the poorest people in the United States compared to poor people in other places of the yeah, world. Yeah, well, they're still much better off. Yeah, Holy no question. smokes. It's not even close. You know, however, it, they, they don't have the voice, the voices. They're not powerful enough to have the voices. Yeah, that's not exactly who the left calls marginalized. No, of course not. No, that's no. not marginalized at all. But this is so silly. It's another word that's been misappropriated and tossed around. Agreed. You know, just silly. Okay. So I mentioned this little 4th of July Gallup poll that I saw. It's kind of a bummer, man. A real. It's kind of sad. We are less patriotic than we used to be. Oh, I, I can see that every day, can't you? Yes. Yeah. So that's not a surprise. of us say we're extremely proud to be an American. Okay. And that's slightly up from last year. It was 38%. 
What do you think it was in 2003? Again, it's 39% right now. That consider themselves yes. patriotic. Yes. Extre- extremely proud to I, be an I'm going to say 68%. It was 70% in 2003. Yeah. 39% now. Oh, you can feel the shift. I mean, you can feel it. Yes. Well, and I think part of it is you have a group that's come up, you know, that are maybe 30 now, sometimes older, that have been taught to hate the United States. Yeah. Oh, it's irredeemable, which isn't true. And then we've lost so much faith in so many different departments of the government that it's getting harder and harder to say, yes, I can say it. But I know exactly what I'm thinking about. And I'm thinking about all the men and women that died for your freedom Mm -hmm. for so many things. And you try not to take that for granted because it's not that way everywhere. But when you see what some people are trying to do to this country, it's not only concerning, it ticks you off. Yes. Because this isn't what people died for. No. By the way, I don't know if you saw this making the rounds. (laughs) Speaking about men and women that have served the country. um, You know, when you... uh, Go up and ring a doorbell. Some people have different doorbells that will make different sounds. Sometimes it's a song or whatever. Yeah. This has gone all over the place, and it was shared with me. It's a Marine vet um, who's working for a utility company, and he goes to ring the doorbell. And when he does, it's the national anthem playing. Huh. And so he salutes. Wow. Just, yeah. you know, immediately. Yeah. And then he has the conversation with the lady that comes to the door. This is right when he rings the doorbell. And he kind of looks and he salutes. And again, that's the doorbell. And then that's it. And then she's coming to the door. And then they have the conversation about why he's there. You stop. Talking to the dog. I don't ever salute for a doorbell. <laughs> oh, yeah. My kids love it. It's a special, or it's a special doorbell for the holiday. Fantastic. Uh, I was just doing the front yard location. Yep, perfect. Thank you. Okay, I want one of those. I admit it. Yeah, it would probably drive you crazy, Scott. But I want one. Oh, I I want one too. But change it for different days. Yeah, different days, different occasions. Sure. Yeah, different songs. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's somebody maybe coming over to your house. You're not looking forward to it. It's like Hell's Bells. It's ACDC. It just depends on who it is. Got different doorbell sounds for different people. Hell's bells. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, know. their thumbprint activates whatever song you associate with them, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. there you go. <laughs> oh, another story you got to get to. The shoplifting, shoplifting epidemic taking over America. It's all over the place. Straight ahead, right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out. Back on Wednesday, there's Scott Robbins. The Biden family corruption scandal is not going anywhere. Looking forward to updates later in the week. You on know, that. I want to believe what you just said to be true, but it just doesn't seem like it goes anywhere. We're further along than two months ago. A lot of people know a whole lot more now than they did two months ago. I really appreciate your glass, glass half full approach, too. I do. Makes me gives me hope. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, because I've, I've kind of adopted the Van Camp way of looking at this like nothing's going to happen. These people are bulletproof. Nothing's you got to try. Happen. I agree. If there's if there's a stomach for it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. Well, it's weird because CBS News started paying attention to it. Not the other legacy media outlets. It's like it doesn't exist. But CBS mm-hmm. has. That's at least Something. one. Something, yeah. Yeah. 
this story, <laughs> uh, it's been around now for three years, uh, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. New York Post uh, had another version of this. The shoplifting epidemic God. taking over America with a $100 billion annual price tag. That's crazy money. And as it says, the stories are everywhere. Walmart store closures in Portland and Chicago. An epidemic of drug store thefts in New York. In Baltimore, a landmark grocery store shuts its doors after nearly 25 years. In a community desperate for fresh food. In San Francisco, reports of big box chains abandoning its downtown have become near daily occurrences. Why? Well, it's rampant, often organized, and seemingly consequenceless shoplifting. Right. There's no downside. You get caught, so what? Yeah, you're right back out. Yep. Well, in San Francisco, it's not even against the law. No. Well, it's against the law, but what's going to happen if it's under $900 or whatever? Right. And the U.S. <laughs> is in an epidemic that cost retailers nearly $100 billion in 2021, and it seems to be getting worse. Wow. Wow. So it goes through, you know, all these different stats. And, again, you have all of these liberal-run cities that don't want to crack down on crime. And then you have stores saying, we can't keep it open anymore. And then the left wants to demonize the stores. Right. How does that make any sense? Well, the sense it makes is you won't have any stores left. No, and that's and everybody why people will wonder what the hell happened. A lot of people just then buy online. But it does say in the story, too, following the 2020 push to defund the police and the subsequent loss of officers, professional shoplifters now operate in public and with clear impunity. And I remember that it was Black Lives Matter Chicago where all the looting had happened. Mm -hmm. And the spokesperson gets up and says this. I don't care if somebody decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike, because that makes sure that that person eats. That makes sure that that person has clothes. Black Lives Matter Chicago rallied in support of people who looted and are locked up at the police station at 18th and State. That is reparations. Anything they want to take, take it, because these businesses have insurance. Oh, God. And that seems to be the whole thought. That's crazy. And the story, it says, every day videos emerge of robbers filling duffel bags as store employees watch helplessly out of fear of violence or legal retribution. Yeah. Because if they do anything, there's a good chance they're going to get fired from the company that they're working for. Wow. It also says in the story, politicians such as Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez have defended shoplifters as victims of an oppressive economic system. Can you imagine that? Shoplifters are being defended by congresspeople. It's, I mean, it's, you are. You're like in an upside-down world. It's like, I don't, know, I don't know what else to say about that. How do you defend that? They're stealing. Well, it's the same way the BLM rep did in Chicago. They need to eat. It's an oppressive system, well, Scott. Eating those Gucci purses? <laughs> what, what are we talking about here? People are breaking the law, and I'm just supposed to go, well, that's the way it is. You got to have law and order, man. You just well, do. And again, what happens when, when it, it, they either close the store down Mm -hmm. Or they have to incredibly raise the price to make up for the fact they're getting robbed blind. Yes. It goes on and on, man. It talks about uh, the Walgreens, and then it gets into Walmart, and then Target, and the grocery store in Baltimore. And again, the businesses are in business to make money. 
Yeah. How can you make money? Yeah. I mean, then you had it so bad, and I saw this story, that they're locking up the the ice cream in New York City because people are stealing the ice cream. Like, just $6, Haagen-Dazs. Oh, Got to lock it up. People are going to steal it. Because people walk in like, you know what? I think I'd like some ice cream right now. I think I'll just take that. You work at the store, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. I mean, you're told not to do anything. Yes. I mean, again, when you know there's absolutely no consequence to your behavior, none whatsoever, you, you the bad behavior will continue, and it will do nothing but expand. So, absolutely. Hey, man, don't steal it. You'll get in trouble. No, I won't. Yeah. And you're not. All right, you want a nice story? Well, mm-hmm. I guess it's it, it has a happy ending. I'll say this. Okay. Okay. Let's say you are um, a police officer. Okay. You get to the scene. There's a fire. Okay, in this apartment building, and someone says, uh, "I got three dogs up there, locked up in crates." Oh boy. What are you gonna do? Go get the dogs. You do. I'm gonna try. Okay. What if something happens to you, and that's the way you go out and you leave your family? Well, there's a special place for me. D- yeah. Okay. I was trying to rescue dogs. Okay. You get you go right in. No Pasco. This officer in Virginia did exactly that, and there's the cam footage of it. Him doing that. I have like three dogs in there. How you Come on, wake up. Wow. I have like three dogs in there. How you Come on, wake up. Come on. Fairfax County Police. Come on, puppies. Fairfax County Police. Come on. And got him out. Got him out. And everybody's okay. Yes. All right. Great story. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, Scott. Biggest story of the day? I guess it's still the Supreme Court decisions are still reverberating around. And the fallout from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The fallout from it. Yeah. AOC on tap next right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Okay. Much to get to. Still reaction from the Supreme Court decisions late last week. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is one of those. She was on CNN talking in general about the Supreme Court. Checks and balances and what are we going to do? I think we need to expand the court. We've heard this before. Congresswoman, you've called on President Biden to expand the Supreme Court to 13 justices. But even after uh, Roe was overruled last year and this past week, what we saw with affirmative action and other uh, cases, I want you to listen to what President Biden said. He said this on Thursday on MSNBC. Let's see what you think of this, man. I think if we start the process of trying to expand the court, we're going to politicize it maybe forever in a way that is not healthy. That you can't get back. That you can't get back. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to respond to that. And also, you mentioned a moment ago judicial review. Uh, are you also saying that the justices' uh, power should somehow be limited? I I truly do, and this is not a new um, this is not a new development in history. This is part of our system of checks and balances. The courts, if they were to proceed, okay. With- why are you rolling your eyes? Well, already? because I mean, essentially, what she's saying is we need to put a bunch of more people in this court so it'll tip the odds on our favor. But it's not political. If, if everything was going our way, it'd be no problem. Right. We, we would have no problem. If it was 6-2, liberal yes. to conservative, yeah, it'd be just fine. Do not mention packing the court. 
But now we got a problem. What a linthead. Right. Proceed without any check on their power, without any balance on their power, uh, then we will start to see an undemocratic and frankly dangerous authoritarian uh. expansion of power in the Supreme <laughs> Court, which is what we are seeing now, from the overturning of abortion rights to the ruling that discrimination and frankly stripping the full personhood and dignity. Turning abortion rights goes to the states. It's the same talking points over and over of and over. Of course it is. Frankly, stripping the full personhood and dignity of LGBTQ people uh, in the United States. Th this is, Who did that? <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> Give me the freaking receipts on that one. You mean they won't put a website up? That's what you're talking about? Stripping the rights and dignity? Is that yes. what you're talking about? Yes, that's what they're talking well, about. This, see, this is it. Of course. But again, you don't have a host. Hold on a second. Can can we go down that road and have you explain that how? They don't do it. No, Just of course not. Go with your talking points. Uh, in the United States, Th this is, these are the types of rulings that signal a dangerous no. creep towards authoritarianism and centralization of power in the court. In fact, we have members of the court themselves, with Justice Elena Kagan, saying that the court is beginning to assume okay. the power of a legislature. Congress and right now, yeah, whether yeah, yeah. it is expansion of the court... Yeah, I'm sorry. it just goes on from there. They're not doing what you want them to do, so therefore we need to blow it up and start all over again until it does do what I want them to do. Yeah. But we're politicized now. <laughs> Shut up. You know, say what you will about Donald Trump, but that was major in his administration. The Supreme Court nominees and, and eventual seating of Supreme Court members, yes. A lot of people have brought that up. Holy smokes. I mean, you think about that, man. That's absolutely true. Yes. And we and if only uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you know, because we heard all the liberals whining that she stayed too long. She did. She made it about herself. Yeah. Here, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, it's true. Turns out that was right. Yes. Meanwhile, Elizabeth Warren also very upset. Here we go. About the affirmative action. <laughs> this is rich. Is this not rich? Is this the richest of all time? <laughs> a person who has succeeded by lying about her heritage <laughs> for 40 years, 50 years, saying she's somehow American Indian, lies. And, and High it, cheekbones. Her peepaw told her. Oh, yeah, her peepaw told her. Remember? Therefore, whatever peepaw said must be true. Yeah, she that's got her admitted to colleges and the prestigiousness of being a minority. It was a lie. Yeah. Now she's pissed. Yes. Please. She is. She happened to uh, say an extremist Supreme Court has once again reversed decades of settled law, rolled back the march toward racial justice and narrowed educational opportunity for all, for all the Asian Americans who sued. Yeah. How? I, I don't know. They didn't. No. She's been referred to as Senator Karen, and I think that's appropriate. They don't want to use Pocahontas, just Karen? Just She is a Karen, too. Okay. Just you always what, whining, complaining. You know what she's not going to stop doing? Fighting for young people with <laughs> you know, big dreams. I was just going to say fighting, fill in the blank, because she's always fighting for something. Big dreams who deserve yeah. an equal chance to okay. pursue their future. Yeah, because they're that's not now. That's what she's about. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of people piling on Elizabeth Warren. Well, they this. should pile on. I mean, that's ridiculous. Again, no self-awareness with these people at all. Yeah. None. Just hilarious. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm looking at this story, and I've been disappointed with some Fox News stuff over the last few months. Um, 
But in the story, I'll just show it to you. When they put her picture right <laughs> see, it, it made me laugh. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. If you were to paint the picture, it is like a portrait of Pocahontas then next to Elizabeth Warren. Which underneath it says, remarks by Elizabeth Warren. Drew immense backlash from social media users, many of whom referred to Warren as Pocahontas, a nickname for the senator by former President Donald Trump. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to love that. She's, yeah, she's, she's inflamed. She's agitated. She's never going to stop working for the hardworking people, those with right. big dreams, because the Republicans, they're just dream crushers right. over and over again. Yeah, instead of the dream catcher, they'll make dream crushers. Yes, there you go. It'll be like a Venus flytrap that flies <laughs> around. I do have some good news for you, Scott, yes. and anyone who really doesn't like kale. Uh -huh. oh, I but it felt yeah. guilted that you don't eat it because it's good for you. Right. There is a new study uh, that found most kale is covered in, quote, forever chemicals. Did you see that? No. Now you're thinking about your 4th of July barbecue. Yeah. Maybe you had one over the weekend. Maybe there's going to be another one yeah. tonight or tomorrow, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, what about some kale? It'd be good for you. What about no? Uh, the forever chemicals are compounds that don't break down quickly, sometimes taking over a 1,000 years. And they're tiny. So they can get into the air, our drinking water, and eventually our bodies. More and more studies are linking them to cancer. So researchers looked at eight kale samples from grocery stores in the United States, and seven of them had, quote, disturbing amounts of forever chemicals in them. Mm. Ironically, it says they chose kale because they wanted a vegetable with a strong reputation of being healthy. So just buy organic and you're fine. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Well, it turns out, no, maybe not. Somehow... Samples of kale labeled USDA organic had the most forever chemicals. The FDA did its own study a few years ago that found no evidence of forever chemicals on kale. So it could be a new trend, but they're not sure. They weren't able to pinpoint how or when the chemicals got on there. Just to ask you, it's a broad question. The FDA, do you trust the FDA? No. Why is that? Well, because I really don't trust any government bureaucracy right now, including the FDA. There's probably political slants on all of it, and I'll probably get a bunch of hate mail for saying that. But uh, I think there's good reason for us not to trust any of these people anymore. Yeah. After the COVID thing, no I know. thanks. Having, uh, I mean, I'm not saying I won't read it. I'm not saying what they're saying isn't accurate. It probably is. But you've, you've lost the confidence of the American people. All these prestigious FBI... Uh, you know, FAA, mm -hmm. all of these organizations that we once trusted, we don't anymore because they're liars. Had a conversation with a doctor the other day. But, mm -hmm. you know, I know that, that that can be frustrating. The doctor's like, no, I understand. No, it is. And, and I think agencies it's a, at different times have lied to people. And, you yeah, know, it breaks trust. When I have conversations with my doctor, I'll, I I want to ask him straight up about things. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. because I know he's filtered through a lot of the nonsense out there. And he'll advise me one way or another. Yes. On that. And sometimes, you know, he I don't think he's very too much from the guidelines that were set up, but I want to hear it from him. Well, one of the things that Robert Kennedy Jr. said in the town hall he had last week mm -hmm. was listen, there were a whole lot of doctors, say with the opioid epidemic, mm -hmm. that whole crisis, that were told by pharmaceutical companies, other officials, hey, it's not addictive. 
and they believed them and prescribed it to their patients. Now, some doctors maybe knew and didn't care, but there were plenty that believed it. Yeah. That's one of the problems. Yes. So it's not so much I don't trust my doctor, but it could be I don't trust the agency or whoever it was that exactly. said it's that's not thing, addictive. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's just it. Uh, I did happen to see this. Um, you know, everybody can forget things at times. Some are more forgetful than others. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to do a little survey and find out what are the most annoying things we always forget. Now, if David were here today... And if you're familiar with the show, we'd probably do a game out of this. <laughs> we don't have to do a game. I could just roll off the list, or we can play this, Scott. And I'll give you a win for it if you can get three out of the top ten in four guesses. Now, what's the question again? Phrase it to me again. What's the I've most annoying forgotten. thing okay. we always forget? Oh, okay. It's your choice. Do you feel good about your chances? Yeah, I do. I do feel getting good. Getting three out of four. You said three out of ten. I said you have four guesses. you got to get three out oh, of the top oh, ten okay. out of those right. four guesses. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure I got it right. All right. Do you think you can? I, well, I think I can. But. Well, all right. Then let's do this. See, if you're ever going to beat Van Camp, you need practice, right? Yeah. You're going to simulate practice right now. Things you forget. Yes. Most annoying things we annoying. forget. Uh, okay. Telephone. Phone. I'm going to say phone. You just forget to take your phone with yeah, you. Yeah, you're like, damn, my phone. I forgot my phone. Hmm. Please tell me that's on the list. Please. Oh, man. Please. It is. Thank goodness. Yeah, that's number seven. Wow. It's number where seven. you left your phone. Good job. Um, Got to get two out of the next three, and you win this. Forget that's annoying. Um, car keys. Where you left your keys. keys. Gosh dang it. Where are my keys? That's number 10. Wow. Not scoring high, but still. I'm staying in the game. Any- remote. My TV remote. Where is the remote? Yeah. Hmm. Uh-oh. Dang. I always do that. This is do or die. I know. You got to get this or you lose in this simulated game. Things I forget that are annoying. Uh, to, to, okay, I'm going to say this, but it's probably not on there, but turn out the lights. To turn, turn, down, turn out the lights when you leave, you forget. And it's annoying because you come home and like, damn. Oh, you know what? No. Yeah. Wrong! <laughs> no. No, you lose. Even though I'm not playing anyone. Golly. I was a layup. I just just missed the layup. I was looking to build confidence here. I know. With you. I can't believe that. No keys, huh? Uh, This is what people said. Okay. Number one was when you walk into a room and you can't remember why. Yeah, I've done that. That scares me more than anything. Yeah. When you forget somebody's name. Oh, yeah, I've done that a lot. (laughs) Yes, it's a big one. Yeah. Phone numbers. Yeah, yeah, but not I mean, as much. But people still say. You it. know, the thing is, dude, and I don't know about you, but I don't know a lot of phone numbers because they're in my phone under their name. You don't put their name with the number. Well, if you call me, that your number comes up with your name on it. Yes, but, but if but, I call you, yeah, it comes up. I suppose I didn't even look, but yes, but a lot of times I'll give you somebody's number and you'll call it one time, but you don't put their name in, and then you're like, hey, what's their number? <laughs> yeah, I gave I it to you. I know, I forget. Yeah. Okay. Passwords. People forget passwords. Oh, 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 my. I could spend all day on that one. Yeah. Um, if you're going to the grocery store and it was the one thing you needed and you can't remember what it was. And you get home and you remember it. Yes. It happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, the date or what day of the week it is. No, I have no problem with that one. Okay, that was the top six. You named seven and ten. The other two were people's birthdays. Yep. And forgetting to return someone's call. 
I don't, things that you forget. I don't forget, I just don't. Yeah, I know what <laughs> the case is with you. Right. I know exactly what that is. Yes. All right. We got to get to a uh, news update and the latest on RFK Jr. Interesting poll straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp on vacation there, Sky Robbins. Okay. It's America. Think about a presidential election in a primary. You should see a debate, right? Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Not if you're the DNC. No, you don't want Joe Biden and Robert Kennedy Jr. having a debate. You don't want that. That's why they're not doing it. People are upset about so, it. Let me. I didn't know this was official. So there's not going to be any debates? No. None? No. Holy cow, man. Would you think they were just saying that? that it, no, I didn't, I didn't were... know it was official. I thought it was like they were talking about him not debating, but I didn't know it was actually going to happen. I'll put it to you this way. As far as I can tell, they are not going to Holy do it. Holy smokes, man. And there was a whole piece in the New York Post talking about censoring. Robert Kennedy Jr. is only making his voice louder because he's been booted from YouTube for a bunch of different things. Well, you know, it's, it's misinformation. When it comes to COVID, vaccines, all this stuff. Of course. But it's always different when there's an actual interview and then they ask him questions and he's trying to explain his position. Yes. There's one little piece of information that I find just interesting. And I know it's polls and, okay, what does that mean about anything? But it's just favorability. Okay. Overall, he has a better favorability number than Trump or Biden. Are you surprised by that? Uh, no. As being labeled the kook? Anti-vax guy? Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> he was labeled a kook, but as it turns out, he was right. I mean, on not about everything, but on, on a, a lot, lot of, of things. different yeah. things. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he was a voice in the wilderness for the longest time. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I look at this. You tell me if this is nothing or is, or is this interesting and possibly something. So in the poll, they break it down by males and females and then by race. Okay, so, for example, RFK with white people, 10% very favorable, 37% somewhat favorable, 49%. With blacks, 24% very favorable. The overall number is 62%. Really? Hmm. Much more so than whites. Yeah, I think that's somewhat interesting. Because any candidate is always looking for different lanes where you can make inroads. And I wonder if there's something there. Well, I mean, the Kennedys are also known for their civil rights yeah. stances. So that might have something to do with it, too. I don't know. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, and... You know, he has been more in the news. Joe Rogan was trying to get that debate between the TV doctor, Peter Hotez, and Robert Kennedy, uh, Kennedy Jr. Not going to happen. Yeah, of course not. But his name is definitely out there. This is the Markley Main Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp is off. He'll be back on Wednesday. There's Scott Robbins. 
celebrating the 4th of July. Uh, There's kind of some sad polling news out there. What are you talking about? Well, just as far as the state we're in right now with the country. Okay. There was a survey that looked at how we view the average American compared to when this poll was done 75 years ago. Oh. And it looks like we're more likely to say people today are selfish. Well, that's inherently true, yes. Spoiled. That's inherently true. Intolerant. Yeah. Immoral. Yeah. Check, check, check. So, yeah, it might be a little depressing, but it's hard to argue with the take that people have. And we're much less likely to describe people as generous. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I know a lot of generous people. I do, too. Yeah. We remind each other all the time. Mm -hmm. There are great people all over the place. Mm -hmm. Well, especially in the United States. You do. It is just bad news sometimes outweighs it. It gets more attention. You understand why. I'm like you. I mean, I find things to support that I believe in or I've personally been involved with. Yeah, when you're around other like-minded people, just good people. There are a lot of those in the United States. There are a lot of great, great charitable organizations out there. Absolutely. Yeah, doing good stuff. Um, And so thinking about that and thinking about where we're at, not only politically, but where we're at with the president right now. Because it certainly looks like we're talking about a family corruption scheme that goes back years, if not decades, 30 to $40 million funneling, funneling into the president's family. Yes. Okay. Legacy media hasn't paid a whole lot of attention to the story outside of CBS, it seems. And I was thinking, man, what if you were a kid in school right now? And I'm not trying to be all cheesy with this take. It just entered my mind of thinking about what if it would have been in the news at the time that the president was mixing up the Declaration of Independence with the Constitution? It would have been unheard of. Oh, my. Yeah. And this happens within the last week, and it's like, eh, it's just another day. The dude's not right. Forget the corruption for a second. He, he's not all with it, man. It, it is. Its, it's value system is different. And, and its, its respect for institutions is different. And in that sense, it is, uh, it is not as embracing of, of all what I think. The, the Constitution says we hold these truths to be self that all mm-hmm. men and women are created equal, endowed <laughs> no, by their creator. It's the uniqueness of America. We never fully lived up to it. We never walked away from it. Can you have ever imagined that? No. But right now, it's like, well, yeah, it was Wednesday or Thursday or whenever that happened. Yeah, that's just part of it. That's the president right well, now. This, right. But it's, you know, hey, he's with it. He, you can't keep up with his schedule. Strength of 10, man. Of course. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's weird you bring that up because there was a moment on one of the talking head shows this weekend where there was a video of Joe Biden from like 92. Okay. I don't even remember what he was talking about. Uh, maybe it was the... Uh, the fundamental, you know, a marriage is between a man and a woman kind of thing. That was his stance. Yeah, I remember. Compare and contrast, folks. If you don't think there's anything wrong with this guy, compare and contrast. You can't. No. This was a person who was clear-headed, not muddled, who had a thought process that made sense. Even if you agreed or disagreed with it, it didn't matter. There's no stumbling, mumbling around. There's no slurring of words. None of that. None of it. 
I mean, so to say now all of a sudden that this guy is fit as a fiddle and there's not, not a thing wrong with him <laughs> is a freaking lie. Just go back and look at some Joe Biden video from 10 years ago. Well, if you want to go back to 2006, I know I played this not that long ago. And some of the things he says in this clip, you couldn't say now, but he was talking about illegal immigration. Yeah. On one of the Sunday morning talking head shows. And he said, The Democratic position also recognized you got 11 million alien, uh, illegal aliens here. They have to have a way to earn their way into the deal. This is an amnesty. They're required to take 11 years' worth. They pay a fine. They got to learn to speak English. They got to pass um, like tests. The part. Yeah. I like the well, English part. The way, they got to learn English. But listen to the guy. But if, uh, yes. if you take out what he said, and it's hard to do that now, but you take out what he said versus how he sounds now. And you try to sell me on the fact that there's nothing to see here? Yeah. I mean, how can you do that? Well, remember last week they started the new word Bidenomics. They're going to yeah. run on that. How did this make any sense? But under the trickle-down economic theory, three-quarters of U.S. industries grew more con- consecrated. I mean, excuse me, consecrated. What? I'm thinking I didn't go to Mass. <laughs> That's a problem, man. (laughs) But to sit here and go, what? What? There's nothing wrong. Yeah. I mean, if we just have a conversation, a sit-down conversation, we say, look, this is a diminished shell of what he once was. And that's okay. He's 80 years old. I think maybe they're getting to that point, and that's why we're seeing so much Gavin Newsom. I mean, again, if if the bar is where most 80-year-olds are versus where he is, okay, he's sitting in the middle somewhere, right? I don't know, man. Well, I mean, well, again, <laughs> I, I don't either, but I'm just saying that to pretend otherwise is simply not true. I agree. I mean, you just go back and listen. Yeah. Well, the other thing, then the other day after the Supreme Court ruled on, no, you can't just say, yeah, we're going to pay off everybody's student loan. Nancy Pelosi said that two years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very clearly, by the way. But now it's like, oh, we have all this money we're going to give these people. It's just desperate need of it. And evil Republicans stand in the way. And, and then you know. Republican elected officials and special interests stepped in. They said, no, no. Literally snatching from the hands of millions of Americans thousands of dollars in student debt relief that was about to change their lives. You know, these Republican officials just couldn't bear the thought of providing relief for working class, middle class Americans. You have no shame when you get up there and say crap like that. None. And you knew it was never going to go through. No. And then he was asked the question. Yeah. After the speech was over. We're going to get this done, God willing. Thank you. Mr. President, why did you give millions of borrowers false hope? You've dated, doubted your own authority here in the past. I didn't give any false hope. The question mm-hmm. was whether or not if I would do even more than was requested. What I did I thought was appropriate and was able to be done and would get done. I didn't give borrowers false hope, but the Republicans snatched away <laughs> the hope that it was, they were given, and it's real. Real hope. Thank you. Okay. I'll give him this. That was the clearest he spoke in the whole thing. Yeah. When somebody ticked him off. Flash You're of asking anger me there. a real question there? Yeah. Did you hear how the rest of that trailed out, by the way? No. Because he's trying to walk away. Right. And you I, think he's yeah. going to walk away. Is he going to answer the next question or not? Did you overstep your authority? I think the court misinterpreted the Constitution. <laughs> Mr. President, do you need a failure in Afghanistan? Afghanistan. 
mistakes. There was a there was a report on Afghanistan. Okay, so just to paint the picture, he turns around and he looks, and you know the handlers are like, "Get out of there! Oh, yeah. Leave! You need to go!" Yeah. But he's not done. He wants to go and answer that question. Failure, mistakes. Do you what you need? There was mistakes during the withdrawal. Mistakes. The withdrawal. All the evidence is coming back there. Remember what I said about Afghanistan? I said Al Qaeda would not be there. I said it wouldn't be there. I said we'd get help from the Taliban. What's happening now? What's going on? Read your press. I was right. Thanks. Read your press. <laughs> Do you understand how this works? <laughs> no. Well, actually, that's the frightening thing. Maybe yeah. he does. Hey, we give you the press. We give you the stories that you're supposed to go report on. You're not actually supposed to report on them. You, you just are sort of the mouthpiece for us. Yeah, you can't see it, but off to the side is one of his handlers holding an ice cream cone. Like, come on, come on, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> But that was really telling to me. Oh, gosh. Well, it just, again, what are we talking about? I mean, I realize we disagree on a lot of oh, yeah, things. It's not Al-Qaeda. It's, it's the Taliban. Taliban. Forget about the women over there that we pretended like we cared about. Yeah, we don't care. Or the Americans that we left behind. Disaster. Or the people that partnered with us. Yeah, forget all those uh, people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. You mm-hmm. know the thing. Yeah. Okay. Guess the Indiana Jones movie is not doing so well. I've heard very mixed reviews on it. Have you? Yeah. Did you have any desire to see it? No. I was never a fan of the the thing. I mean, they're entertaining and all. I mean, I've seen a couple of them, but eh. Okay. 60 million opening weekend. It expected to make 82 million. What's making money right now? Well, The Flash was also a big disappointment. Yeah. Dustbin already. Yeah. So then the question is for some people, well... Is Indiana Jones just too old? You well, only no. have a shelf life for this? He's He's got the strength of 10, man. <laughs> Spry. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know, or maybe it's just played out. There I think it seemed I, to be a lot of excitement for it. Yeah. I mean, there was. I mean, I, I there's a lot of people social media dressing like Indy going to the show. Oh, boy. You know, I mean, it had the hats and everything, you know. Are you talking about younger people? Are you talking about, like, uh, older people that are... Older older people. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay, everybody's like got their thing. together with their... Yeah, that's their thing, and they go and, and they they pledge their allegiance to Indiana Jones, you know, so... Why would I be critical of that? <laughs> because... It's dorky. Of course you are, yeah. Well, I should save it. I, you know, I just want to take shots at people. No. And speaking of old... Real quick, the U.S. Senior Open, I realize not a lot of people care about golf. Bernard Langer, 65 years old and won that thing. How about that? Has kept himself in shape. He's won 46 times since he was 50. Yeah. Seriously, that's like, okay. That's one of those guys that you're like, you know what? I should try to keep myself in better shape. One of those people that you're looking at saying, you didn't know that was possible. And there's different people locally that are running in some sort of 5K or doing something Mm -hmm. that are a little bit older. That are changing your mind of what's possible. I always love that stuff. Yeah, I watched it with my mom. My mom, my mom's eighty four to be eighty five very soon, but she loves watching golf. She never played. You didn't play. No. That's inexplicable. Never Why? I, I don't know. She likes watching it on TV. Interesting. Yeah. So we watched golf together yesterday for a while. Well, can you record that sometime? Because I'd love to hear the commentary. <laughs> we should have it on the show. I would love that. She's always like, Where's the ball? Where's the ball? Where is it? <laughs> If somebody missed a short putt, does she call him a choker? Yeah. Gag
on that one. There's <laughs> ah. <laughs> updates straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Just saw a headline. Hundreds of people lost their jobs at a glass plant that made bottles for Bud Light. I saw that. Would make sense, wouldn't it? You don't even think about the trickle-down effect, do you? You don't. Wow. That whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. And I guess Joe Rogan uh, has caused some controversy because Joe Rogan said that Dylan Mulvaney's mentally ill. Well, <laughs> okay. Truth hurts and? some people. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's just the way that rolls. Um, you mentioned the uh, wildfires, the Canadian wildfires. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're I really mean, not fighting it in a lot of places. And the funny thing is, man, it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's every, everybody's experiencing this. Across the I mean, we've States. been experiencing that. Yeah. Greatly. So do you think a lot of people understand the whole deal? What's no, going on? here's what I don't understand. And, and again, I think you're going to tell me. But let's like put the damn fires out. What's going on? They don't want to. I know. I, I read that article. Well, do you understand why then? I don't know if I do or not. Okay. It doesn't sound like you do. I don't think I do. <laughs> I think I need you to explain it to me. Please help me here. Okay. Well, you know, in this story, CNN tried to get to the bottom of it. What's of going on here? And of course, they're, they're saying it's climate change. Well, of course they did. Yeah. It's warm. It's climate change. Um, well, no. Actually, um, this has been going on forever. It happens. They think it's because of the dry season. It was some arsonists. But the vast majority began naturally, generally from lightning strikes. To the underbrush there that is dead and Yes, and as the flammable. story goes, you know, well, first of all, every Canadian province responds to the fires in the regions differently. But they have common guidelines. And it emphasizes the importance of prioritizing which fires to fight and which to leave alone. So... If you've got fires burning in remote areas, as it says, like some of those that are burning in northwestern Quebec, they're too out of control to do anything about. So a Canadian wildland fire ecologist, Robert Gray, said, you know, if you have limited resources and you have a lot of fires, what you do is protect human life and property first. You protect people, infrastructure, watersheds. So there's a system. There's priorities. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, but what we're seeing now, because this happens pretty much every year, mm -hmm. but there's some unusual jet stream conditions this summer causing the prevailing winds to blow south more often. So that's why there's so many people in the United States seeing it. It's the way I understand it. Um, they said the primary reason the Canada isn't fighting most of the fires, one, they don't have the resources even with international help being available. I mean, as it says, they are the second largest country in the world measured by area. Right. 39th in terms of population. It's 300 million fewer people than the United States, so it's a lot of just remote areas. Um, but as it says in this story from Hot Air, CNN was forced to admit that these fires are part of nature's own housekeeping. Fires are natural and, in fact, in fact necessary for the environment. There was a scientist with Canada's Fire Service quoted of saying, there's always been fires Canadian fire managers don't fight. It's expensive to do so, 
ecologically undesirable and just kind of messing with nature. So the floors of large forests, as it says, tend to quickly accumulate natural debris, including needles, dead leaves, branches. Fire restores soil nutrients and help with the plants. Well... So, yeah, you're breathing for a few days may not be good, but it's... Yeah, I was just going to say, but the damage you wreak by doing that... By letting it go? Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, I smoked a pack and a half of Canadian air the other day. (laughs) Gosh dang, man. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's just going to be part of it. By the way, speaking of just green stuff, climate, that whole fight against... Uh, wood-burning pizzas in New York. Oh, yeah. You'd have to burn a pizza stove 849 years to equal one year of John Kerry's private jet. That was a whole piece in the New York Post. Isn't that hilarious? This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. All right, David's not here. So I got to ask you, Scott, biggest story today. What is it? Well, I think it's still the fallout from the Supreme Court decisions. I mean, people are still talking about it. I mean, there were some controversial, not in my world, but controversial decisions made by the Supreme Court before they took off on recess for the season. Religious freedom. Yeah. There was affirmative action. College admissions thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then student loan debt. Of course, student loan debt was the big one, too. So, I mean, those are all still hot-button topics, and people are all still talking about it one way or another. Most people in my circle of friends are like, good, because I don't want to pay for somebody else's debt. Well, I know someone that's actually in debt. So do I. (laughs) And actually said, I never figured it was going to go through. They kind of knew. Well, yeah. It wasn't like snatched out from them. But we'll get to that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp on vacation. There's Scott Robbins. Happy 4th of July to you. Mm-hmm. Day early. You know what? This is kind of wild to think about. Maybe it's just me. We're in the second half of the year now. Yeah. Does it seem like it to you? No, it's flying. It really feels like that. Yeah. Not quite sure why, but it does. And it certainly wow. does. That's pretty wild. Yep. You mentioned one of the biggest stories of the day still fallout from the Supreme Court decisions late last week. Oh, yeah. There's another poll out now. Americans agree with the Supreme Court ruling on affirmative action. Don't think it's fair. You wouldn't mm-hmm. know that from watching a lot of legacy news. But that is true. That people think, no, it, it should be on merit. That's what the country is built on. Yes. That is something we need. That's why we have winners and losers. Well, I don't think it. what they're trying to say is, well, yeah, because now if you're not getting into Harvard, you're a loser. You're never going to be a leader. No, That's but not life, true. life's not fair. I mean, life's not fair. You, you may not get into Harvard, but you'll get into another school. Yes, you maybe know. you weren't the best of the best. It's okay. And then Michelle Obama is out there trying to say, well, and trying to have it both ways, really. Like, I worked so hard to have my opportunities, and I earned it. But some people, well, they they can't, and they need this help. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you saying then? Yeah. Which message is it? You worked hard, and you were good enough. But for other people, well, they didn't, but they sh- still should get a pass because of their skin color? Right. I mean, your high school numbers going into college... Um, while important to get into some universities, at the end of the day, it may not prove to be anything And as your life moves on. Well, yeah. And there's a whole lot of changes that happen, you know? Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying about Harvard and Brown and Yale and all that. Yeah, that'll get people's attention, graduating from those schools, certainly. 
not only that, but I mean, there were so many people that were just set up to fail. Yeah. So that they could make a school like Harvard, their numbers look good. And, oh, look at us. See, we care about diversity. We right. have all but these that, people. And that's why they were doing it. Yeah, of course. Yes. Which is racist unto itself. Absolutely. Yeah. So. And that's not even getting into the Asian American part of the entire story. Right. Which seems to also be ignored by the left or the left is saying, you know, Asian Americans were duped by white people to join this fight. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were being discriminated against. Yeah. That's something that was absolutely happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, on a lighter note, because, you know, you mentioned early in the show, Scott, you're in a festive kind of mood. It's like 4th of July. Well, yeah, man. We got a day off coming up. Ready for all the fun and frolics. Yep. Okay. So I had played, you know, something I had never heard before. And it's a YouTube channel. It's all over social media called There I Ruined It. And this person can use AI to make an artist sound completely different. We had Elvis doing Baby Got Back. Yeah, we heard that one. Earlier. Um, Apparently, he also put together Ray Charles and Nickelback. America the Beautiful? I I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think so, (laughs) uh, but we can enjoy this together. All right, let's do it. Getting ready for the big barbecue party. See if this works or not. Never made it as a wise man. second <laughs> if nothing else that's entertaining it is yes just better than i thought it would that's for sure yep. okay that's pretty good yeah i'm subscribed to that i also saw this i don't think this was mixing two things together i think from a taylor swift song uh he just took her breathing and the word shake from shake it off okay <laughs> it, roll it <laughs> I understand Taylor Swift is huge artist. Huge. Probably biggest in the world right now, would you oh, say? Oh, sure. Yeah, e- easily. Okay, yeah. do you get it? Why uh, she's so big? Do I get it? Yeah, I guess I kind of do. Okay. I mean, it's infectious music. It gets an earworm when it hits your head. Yeah. Um, she's young. She's a loud voice for females struggling with relationships or going through bad relationships. The, she, just the prices of tickets oh, and everything it's ridiculous. else. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, they did a feature today. I don't know if you saw it or not, but that's like the most counterfeited ripoff ticket thing ever. I bet. I mean, people are spending money on these tickets they don't have. And they're never going to get. And then when they ask questions, they're blocked immediately. And, and they never get the tickets and get the money. And, you know, scams are everywhere. Well, last thing before we get to your trifecta. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard this story about this grandmother that was trying to get her granddaughter Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. Um, she got them through StubHub. Yep. Um, but then she got an email saying there's no tickets available. Uh-oh. And StubHub claimed there was nothing they could do. So the grandma 
goes to the local NBC affiliate, I think in Boston, and they put the pressure on StubHub. And she got the tickets. Well, good. Better tickets. There's a whole story about it. Just roll the audio. I received an email from StubHub that stated, unfortunately, there are no tickets available. I was ready to cry because I didn't want to tell the five girls that they weren't going to go. A woman answered, and she said, I have to be honest with you. You're not going to get tickets. And I did say, what do you mean by the word honest? Have these other people been lying to me? And she said, I'm just telling you, you're not going to get tickets. Then I called you guys. I was hoping that someone could help save the day. I was thrilled, and the girls were thrilled it was like the best night of my life okay i'm glad the kid got to go so what are we to learn from that nbc will lie to you every day with propaganda but every once in a while they'll come in and put the heat on somebody so your granddaughter can get tickets yeah i just don't at least they did something good i just dealt with Ticketmaster. i had no problem but it's also dicey to me when I go in and there's something on my phone. It was my ticket. I don't have the hard ticket in my hand. Yeah, you're an old schooler. Like I know, that, but it makes you know? me nuts because I'm like, okay, is this going to work? I hope so. But the whole StubHub thing, they look bad in that. Yeah, they do look bad. And, and the, the resale market on the Taylor Swift tickets are ridiculous. It, yes. I mean, just I don't ridiculous. understand that. Okay. Like, I know you sound like Old Man River saying this, but, I mean, if you're going back... Like, what was it? It was last week. It was like the Van Halen 1984 tour. It was like the 39-year anniversary of that. It was $12.50. Yeah. Can you imagine even paying $100 at that time to go? No. Oh, gosh, no. And this is like people are paying $1,500, $2,000 for oh, tickets. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. And that's cheap, by the way. That's cheap? Yeah, they're up to like five, six grand. I mean, if you want to go. Man, that is nuts. All right, you ready for your big three stories? Yeah, let's All right, it. let's roll it out. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins top three stories of the day, the trifecta, helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Buddy. <laughs> You going to join us tomorrow for a little Fourth of July celebration? Gotcha. Well, no, I'm easy. Think about it <laughs> yes. first. Okay, all right. I'm ready. Okay, good. Three. Uh, U.S. Secret Service uniform division officers located an unknown item on the White House complex. As a precaution, the White House grounds were evacuated. D.C. fire departments, hazmat teams were there. Hazmat team responded to an area of 18th Street and Pennsylvania Avenue. Secret Service blocked roadways around the White House. All roads have since reopened. D.C. emergency medical officials later deemed the item to be a non-hazardous. The substance is reported to be a cocaine hydrochloride. Hmm. Hunter! <laughs> hey! Get down here! <laughs> so a large amount of hydrochlor cocaine hydrochloride was found outside the White House. Now, the stuff is used as a nostril-numbing agent before surgery. Now I have several questions before that, though. What the hell is going on here? How did that get there? Uh, and it's pretty good. Where was uh, America's favorite son, huh? Where was he? We don't know. We're getting we closer either. and closer to number one. The Scott Robbins trifecta top three of the day up to number two. Joy reads in the news uh, in the wake of the Supreme Court forbidding racial uh. preference in college admission. A lot of pundits are going and waxing poetic for and against the decision. Not to be left out of the conversation, though, Joy Reid chose to add her own two cents. There's a video okay. out there. Joe Reed recently proclaimed that the only reason she got into Harvard was due to affirmative action. 
Now imagine admitting something so embarrassing, but she did. Now, I don't know about you, but is there one person on the planet that is shocked by that announcement? No. If you've spent any time at all watching Joy Reid? Do they have affirmative action at MSNBC? You know, that's a great question. That's a great question. I don't think it's the rating. I mean, she accidentally has the best argument against affirmative action of any argument I've heard about. <laughs> right? Yes. Golly. I think that's true. All right. Okay. And the countdown continues. Yes, the yeah. Scott Robbins mm-hmm. drive back the top three of the day up to number one. Boston University Law School. Very, very prestigious law school. Mm-hmm. Students there are being urged by the Student Government Association to, quote, seek therapy in the wake of the recent Supreme Court decisions. Therapy? Therapy, which includes the conservative majority's decisions to strike down race-based admissions and Joe Biden's unconstitutional student debt forgiveness uh, transfer scam. So they're saying now, students, we believe, as part of the curriculum and a part of our academia world here, that you really should lay down on the couch and explain how unfair this is and how it pains you. They're actually offering that to law students. Oh, my gosh. I feel an emptiness in my heart. (laughs) We're so screwed. Casey is such such a soft heart for people. A Supreme Court decisions, you're in law school. It affects you so adversely that you must seek counseling to deal with it. Yeah. And you're going to be representing someone in court? Yeah. Good luck. Build the cry closet now. And there you have it. And that is the Scott Robbins trifecta. Well done. We'd like to adjourn the court. Let's open up the cry closet for 15 minutes. We'll be back in recess. Yeah. All right, we've got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news straight ahead. It's really been an honor for me. See you, buddy. Goodbye. Good morning, Big Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp on vacation back on Wednesday. There's Scott Robbins. Wow. From the Hill. Here's the headline. This is from mm-hmm. this morning. We need a serious conversation about Joe Biden's brain. Yes. I'm just surprised they're actually saying it. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, more and more people are onto this thing now. I mean, look, the decline is, I mean, how, do you, how can you ignore the decline? How do you just say everything's okay? Well. How do you say that? With you a straight don't, face? but it's not like this is a fresh thing. No, but crying out all loud. men and women created by, <laughs> go, you know, the, you know the thing. That was when he was running. Yeah, I know. I mean, these have been highlighted on the show several times. Yeah. Mental health workers. Right, I know. Yes, the whole bed, yes. Very, really, really drug abuse. The violence against them. Yeah, just gibberish sometimes. But it says, <laughs> okay, we got to have a talk here. You just look at the last week when Biden said, yeah, Vladimir Putin, he's losing the war in Iraq. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course you remember that. Um, oh, yeah, we have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. That was yeah. earlier <laughs> in June. Yeah, there's no such plan. But you, you know what he meant. I don't know what he meant. I know. Yeah. Also in June, he promised to conserve 30% of the United States lands and water by the year he won the presidency. If you remember, by 2020. Oh, yeah. Uh, committed to by 2020, we'll, we'll have conserved 30% of all the lands and waters in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Brooklyn you know? is governor and when he be pre-K. The pre-K. <laughs> People are clapping. 
<laughs> what? What are, you, what are you clapping about? Yes. Wow. Um, and it goes on and on and on. I know. Remember the day he said, God save the queen? People are like, what is he talking about? That's all in June. And as we brought up before, you kind of get used to it. But now, as the Hill is actually saying it, you know what that means to me? Gavin Newsom. Gosh. What? Gavin Newsom. They know it can't be Kamala. They know it. Although Larry Elder was saying earlier today, you're stuck with her. Oh, yeah. As far as the Democratic Party. Do you buy that? That they well, cannot It's going to be separate? very, very difficult, d- difficult to sweep her under the carpet. I mean, very difficult. She can't win. I mean, there's no way she wins a general election. There's no I mean, I shouldn't no. say that, but I don't think there's any way she can. I mean, her own party doesn't really even like her. So what is the downside? Well, the downside is it's the first African black female yes. to hold the position. And, uh, you know, you made a big deal out of that. That's what you were going to do. And all, everybody's for equity and equality. And if all of a sudden she's on the outs, then you look horrible. But then I always think, well, in a lot of ways, the White House can control, as far as the left media, what they're going to do. Hey, do not go down that road. Yeah. Just don't do it. You got to give us a little protection here. But you created her, and Frankenstein is, when it's, if it's loose and marauding its way through the hills of our country, then that's a problem. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Freedom! Yeah. Yeah, see, that's, that's the kind of stuff right there. And she's a terrible candidate. Terrible. Oh, yes. Just no political sensibilities at all. No. And we don't need to go over any of it. It is time for no. us to no, not again. do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. I know. She says it five times. Every day it is time for us to yeah, agree yeah. that... There are things and tools that are available. Yeah, I know. Enough. All right. We got to get to Nimrod. Get to Nimrod. No more Kamala. When the going okay. gets tough. Damn it. This is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Fourth of July edition. <laughs> couple of dudes in San Jose, California, big trouble. They stored at least 20 tons of illegal fireworks at a public storage facility, and an entire building went up. No oh boy. Happened a couple of weeks ago. Police just revealed the cause. Um, the whole thing burned down. They were renting multiple units, apparently. But they searched the other units and found 38,000 pounds of fireworks still boxed up. 13 ounces of meth, cocaine, the fireworks, they're going away for a long time. And that's Nimrod's in the news.